Hello, folks. It's Friday night and it's time for the weekender. Settle in with myself, John, Ben, and Free as we dive into the world of tabletop gaming goodness. We even check out an indie that's not as scary as its name suggests. On top of all of that, you can win a copy of Warcry Red Harvest from store.ontabletop.com, jam-packed full of terrain and chaos warbands for the Age of Sigmar. If you want to be in with a chance to win, then you need to be a subscriber to the channel, hit the like button, and pop a comment below. Do your best to share us around on social media as well, if you can, to help us out. But right now, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello everybody, we are back again for another week's worth of gaming news. And this week we're going to be kicking off with a quick look at what some people have been up to in the Wild West Exodus Global Gunslinger League. Mm. That is not the shortest title in the world. <laughs> but it's the coolest hashtag. Say it faster uh, than Lockdown Lego Leisure League, I do. Lego Legolist. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't go. We don't go for short titles here. Um, but yeah, so if you if you're if you're not aware of what the Global Gunslinger League is, um, it is a, a project, a sort of a six week event that we're running alongside the folks at Warcraft Studios and Wayland Games, um, where you can dive in and get started with Wild West Exodus and the Showdown and Retribution starter set, and then building that out into a full posse of either the Union or the Enlightened Best to team. use in your games. So yeah, as Jerry was saying, Jerry's taking control of the Enlightened and just We're taking all control about of the recycling. Exactly. Recycling and upscaling. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. I think so. <laughs> We're very much at the cutting edge, yeah. especially when it comes to corpses. Exactly. Uh, and talking of corpses, that is the, the focus of this week's video. So this week we had uh, we looking at John Younger, wasn't it, as being added into the faction as new face. Um, and then uh, Bernard Hopkins was added in by Justin on on this on the other side of things for the union. Um, so yeah, every week we'll be doing videos looking at what you need to add into your larger posse um, with gameplay tips and all sorts of things like that. But we also have uh, um, everything set up over on the project system for you to dive in. Uh, and put together your fascinating collections of miniatures that you've been working on. Mm. Um, and as you can see, some of them are here. Um, so effectively, all you need to do when you come over onto the On Tabletop site is go to the project system. And when you're creating your project, download, uh, sorry, not download, go to the drop down menu. And as you can see there, in related contests, there's the Global Gunslinger League. Mm -hmm. Once you've done that, you can sort of collate everything into one place and we can have a look through stuff as we're seeing here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, this is from British Legion, first off, who's been painting up the Enlightened following Jerry's um, path, as you can yeah. see, through the Global Gunslinger League and showing off some really fun-looking miniatures, which is great. It's also and some really pinky nice. purple colour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. clearly the way to go. Him, yeah. him. Well, yes. Yes, because I've gone for exactly the same yeah. purple colour of mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, you know, Nick's gone a bit further because I just give my smash and grab blue denim jeans. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's kept the purple theme throughout. I just I just used a bit of purple for the skin tone on my uh, delightful gentleman. <laughs> but yeah. I'm really fun looking stuff, yeah. He's, he's been hammering through it. I think mm. after he, he fired out the 
enlightened corset. Uh, he then oh, picked up see that, everything. See that <laughs> Pandora's box? He picked up like six more starter posses and then mm. built them all in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. uh, a bit of a machine, is our next Yes, year. indeed. So, yes, that's one of the things I wanted to point out as well. Like, obviously, you can follow through a sort of our steps of sort of mm. how Walkway Love suggested you build up the posses. But there's nothing to say you can't go and pick up other miniatures and things and use them. In fact, as part of the PDF and everything, which you can find linked in the description down below. Um, there's loads of stuff that are like, you can just take this and do mm. this. Or if you wanted to go and build the Warrior Nation or the Dark Nation or anything like that, you can definitely go and sort of, uh, sort of dive in and play around with that. And of course, you wouldn't unlock the lovely achievements that we've put in the system. Of course. As well, you can see there on the side. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been great to see people um, showing off their painting and showing off videos and images and all sorts of different things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, um, British Legion is just one of the people that we've been yes. looking at uh, this week. Yes. Uh, because we also have one, Bob Cocaine, who's one of our site members, who's done something a little bit different, <gasps> sort of dredged from the annals of history, his dystopian was collection alongside some nice. Wild West stuff in order to put together this. So as you can see, there's some Confederates and things going on here. There's loads of Union and all sorts of di- different bits and bobs in there too. But the cool thing for me that I really enjoyed was, was the city of Moorpork. Yes, and there was a glorious, a glorious, and we bow down to this because we love it, mm. battle report. In <gasps> dun, dun, dun. There's a proper big exploration of Wild West Exodus on the tabletop <sighs> with some really fun-looking terrain put together in some really nice ways, yes. uh, which, of course, locked an achievement and everything like that as well. Yeah, yeah we're all for that. Mm. It's I a, really... a thing of beauty. Sorry. I mean, what I really love is how each... I mean, I know we've kind of said as much as, hey, set up a project, but everybody's really going wild with their own projects and everybody's really doing something different. And each time we look at these, not one project is the same. And although they're still coming from the Global Glunslinger League, everyone's taking the same approach, different colour schemes, different... And it's really nice to all see it come together. It's been yeah. trained. I'm surprised... Uh... Lloyd hasn't been in here. Making <laughs> around. It's a sure hell, of, find it's it's a hell of a main street, isn't it? It really is, yeah. yeah. It's a great looking setup for a game. And I think that's one of the things that's really nice about this is that it kind of flows into the narrative elements of uh, Wild West Exodus and sort of yeah. telling that that sort of alternative story of the Wild West and thing, which is really mm. nice to see. Yeah. And if and you go back far enough, you'll even hit his ships. You will, yeah. Uh, which is all, of course, now part of a connected world. Now, that's it, so, yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Cheap puff puff. Mm. You've a long way to go. I think he did his ships back in uh, February. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. And, <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm responsible for anything here, but County Sheriff Jerry, get in there. There you see. Yeah. Although, in many respects, I'm more cynical than Vimes and possibly a bigger drunkard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, terrific stuff from Bob. Picking up all the night watch boxes. Yep. Yes. yes. Always, 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 always. And our last uh, quick look this week then mm. is yeah. Mezco 23, I want to say. Glad you that's, went for that. For it, yeah. Yeah. So um, this is another one of our community members who's dived in. I think they're relatively new, which is pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, sort of dived in, obviously picked up the, the start set, got started on the union, as you can see there, working on Nikolai Tesla. Nice. Looking, looking, getting stuck in with some lovely blue, as you can see there, John, as well, which obviously you showed off in your tutorial, which we have a couple of painting tutorials over on the site for you to go and have a look at as well, which is quite nice. Blue is a main feature of the union. uh, So it's something you want to try and nail down when it comes to painting up your miniatures, which uh, obviously Nikolai is a pretty good example of that. He's Mm -hmm. covered in blue. So. 
Uh, but yeah, so this should also this also uh, sort of brings me to um, kind of like the other side of diving into the global gunslinger league as well, uh, because as you're building your projects and putting all these things together, you can actually win some prizes from us as well. So uh, what we're going to be doing is at the start of next year, sort of in the first couple of weeks next year, we're going to be sitting down, looking through all the projects that have been made and picking two winners. And the winners will win a big bundle of either Union or Enlightened stuff uh, to kind of give you the opposite side of your force. So if you sort of went down the path of building the Union, maybe you could win a big bundle of Enlightened stuff if you went down the other side, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if you have picked up the Showdown of Retribution starter set and started putting it together, as you can see, Mezco 23 has been doing here. You've been painting some miniatures. Um, there is no reason not to start a project and start putting all your images into it and start talking about it and sharing your work with the community, sharing stuff on social media as well. So if you're on Facebook and Twitter or Instagram, use hashtag Global Gunslinger League. It's a big one. Or hashtag OTT WWX. That one's a lot so shorter. <laughs> uh, We've been we love, watching. Yeah, because we, we love seeing what you've been working on and what you're doing and things. And it would be great to um, see more people getting involved and potentially win some prizes at the start of next year. So Big money, big prizes. I it's love it. Swag, yeah. So moving away from uh, the very, very big global Gunslinger League and taking a look at the very, very small, it's time Ooh, for the Indie of the Week. <gasps> well, this week. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. This week we're going to have a look at Scary Biscuits. Scary um, biscuits, scary biscuits. But we're past Halloween, Jerry. <laughs> scary, <laughs> scary biscuits is. I don't know if this is. Do you have this in England? Because I've used scary biscuits as a phrase for a long time. You know, like scary biscuits. No. That, no, that is a phrase that is I've used for years slash decades. No, um, okay. scary biscuits is see see from there to there. Yeah, that's like second to third edition, Flames of War. Um, okay. Most of these books were written by the guy who now runs Scary Biscuits. Wow. So oh. Mike Hot, I want to say, or Hout. Um, but he he did an awful lot of work for Battlefront. Did the Vietnam rules initially as well, actually. Nah. Um and he went off to start his own little sort of not a design studio. It was a blog originally where he just sort of wrote bits and pieces about the stuff he got up to. And then he uh decided you know what i could actually just turn this into like a, a design studio and then site and start actually publishing my stuff um cool. so yes there are games yes there are things you could buy there are things you can download um but there's so much more oh yes <laughs> there's more there's there is so much more a lot of it is boating based and as we know everybody loves boats boating and uh rigging me certainly <laughs> and my up there uh I mean, why would you not? Look, look at this. Just waiting for stuff on there. It's not getting it. <laughs> but there's a couple of main, there's a couple of main um, games. So I suppose we'll have a look at the games before we jump back to the article side of things. Sure. So first off the bat is Dawn of Iron, which is all about uh, the ACW, so the American Civil War, and the Ironclads. Mm -hmm. um, so this is an interesting one. I'm aware of ironclads and I'm aware of the blockading of places in the American Civil War. Uh, wasn't really aware of much in the way of actual naval combat, but right. that little little paragraph there explains that it wasn't just those, and they fought everywhere from the Bering Straits between Russia and Alaska on the uh, 
uh, west coast all the way down the east coast. Um, wow. So that it, it wasn't just a, a couple of ironclads set up somewhere. Nice. Uh, interesting thing. So the PDF is available from Wargame Vault. Uh, and there is a print and play bundle as well that allows you to make these little motorboats and that sort of thing. Um, so you can print out the relevant fleets oh, and just them together. Um, but if you favor a more traditional style of uh, miniature, mm -hmm. then there is a range from, um, I wouldn't say it's East Coast Ironclads. Yeah, East Coast Ironclads, who sell 3D files of them as well. Oh. So you can actually have, you know, I'm going to say proper, uh, obviously with the caveat it's 3D printing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you've got, you've got everything from... Your uh, your little sort of monitor class ironclads up to the big steamers and, and nice. the, the full on um, ships with the the combo sail and steam power and there are pages of those so if you're see, after something they're all there yeah see, this is one of the things that I was I, I've always been fascinated by and it's something that I probably should learn more about as you're mm. saying like because I knew that ironclads existed. And yes. I obviously knew that steamships existed, mm. but I didn't know, as you were pointing out, that they actually fought more than you'd think. Like, because I always assumed that there was a, a you know, like two of them, <laughs> and, yeah. they would go up, and they would go up rivers or something, and that was it. And they'd just be used as like mobile gun platforms, basically. But obviously, if they were actually in, involved in proper naval warfare, that's pretty fascinating. Everybody kind of knows the story of the was it the monitor in the Virginia, which is yeah. in this room mm. as well for the three D printing, mm. and like everyone sort of sees that as like the first two modern battleship yeah. combat, and it's kind of like yeah, it's just a microcosm. But as Jerry's saying, and as as we're looking at here, like there's so much more going on. Yeah, yeah. And um, I I can't get over the design of is it's the monitor is the really flat one. Yeah, th things like this. That they were yeah. border, they were borderline submarines. Wow! Yeah. No, they were so so far below the the waterline. That's. A... I can't get over the design of that those things because they just make no sense to me. Like how much of that is below the waterline? Yeah. Like I imagine that to be a you know a standard sort of ship depth, right? Uh, and then submerge wow. most of that. <sighs> Um, you know, so you had you had these ones, and then you also had the the sort of ones that you've seen in the print and play version, where yeah. they're they're a bit more. You've got like a, a gun platform above, but not yeah, a huge yeah. amount. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. I most of what I know about it is based on um, Matthew McConaughey's award-winning film Sahara. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'm aware that monitors existed, but beyond that, not a huge amount. I love only, that film. <laughs> the only other time I've heard anything about them there was a there was a, a slave called smalls okay uh who escaped with his family by stealing a ship breaking a blockade making it to the north gifting the ship to the union and then he ended up i think he fought for the union side later on became a wow. sheriff in the old west and it's a fascinating history, and you're going, why have we never seen this as a no. film? Why do we need another reboot or remake or sequel? Um, whereas that, I think, would be a tremendous film, uh, just a biopic yeah, yeah. of his life. But yeah, so Don of Iron, sort of the first, and I'm, I'm going to say 
properest of the uh, the games on the site uh, <laughs> in, in that it's it's the sort of the most complete. Um, mm -hmm. There is another ship to ship combat game called Dreadnought. Uh, now this is currently running in beta. So people, if they're interested in World War One naval warfare, uh, you can get involved and you can just go and actually get a copy here or the beta rules, what oh, you need. Um, cool. and, and the sort of the ship oh. cards that it, it works off. So it's... Um, you, can see, you can see the battlefront style yeah. when you look at the cards. Yeah. Mm, very much so, yeah. Which is a handy thing, especially when you're dealing with something like this, which is, I suppose, more akin to armor than mm -hmm. infantry tactics you, you know you, you you have your range bands you have your various weapons and arcs of fire uh mm -hmm. so it's it's a fascinating game there's a command and control system in this with the orders um so it nice. gives you a, a really interesting an interesting um style of gameplay uh so like i say if this period is one that sort of interests you and that the first world war um the the big fleet combat uh mm -hmm then you can jump in essentially on the ground floor and, and grab the beta rules and get stuck into it. Nice. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see where he's going. I don't know how similar this is to Dawn of Iron with the, the Ironclad system, um, because obviously it's a, it's a complete game that you have to pay for and boats. I, I don't really do boats, but <laughs> you know, having things like working out your firing solution and targeting and all the rest, it still seems relatively simple. Mm -hmm. um, without being so simplistic that you lose the fact that you are playing a naval warfare game. What I quite like about the look of this as well is that, like, the polish to it. Hmm. Like, sometimes if you see, like, alpha and beta pro oh projects, God, yeah. especially for tabletop games, yeah. they're very kind of, like, basic, hmm. whereas clearly a lot of um, attention to detail has gone to this. Obviously, it was out from, like, 2019, I see, yeah, yeah, see exactly. there, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's ready been working to publish. Out Damage resolution tables, yes. That's nice. <laughs> I'm all, all about the damage resolution tables. I'm getting very strong confrontation vibes with the color-coded bits there as well. <laughs> well, that's just me. Um, but apart from the, obviously, the um, gameplay side, this website has a lot of stuff in it beyond that because, like I say, it started as a blog. Um, mm -hmm. So you do get articles on history and, obviously, Mike, um responsible for a lot of the research and, and bits and pieces in the, the flames of war books um that tied them to the the gameplay so obviously history is an important aspect for him but also the modeling side of things as well so as you can see here he's been building his own ships out of balsa wood so apart from the print and play wow. stuff the, so these are all articles you can drop into that's and, amazing uh, read things so you know here's a whole section on building um Elop Rams, so steam engines just out of layers of balsa wood and uh, probably cocktail sticks, I imagine. But yeah, uh, and from a modeling and gaming side, you know, obviously the two are mostly synonymous. You could play these with 2D to tokens or templates. Mm -hmm. You could play it with just the print and play version, but I, I like the fact that he's gone, you know, I really want to make these specific things. And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, create them. And create them and I mean, they look terrific. They really do, yeah. 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 Old school. The, yeah, the, the old sort of balsa wood style miniature is really sort of a dying art. Mm. It's because people just print things these days. <laughs> 
they do. You know, you, you can go online yeah. and well, we already know that he's he's buddied up with um, the the Eastern Ironclad, three D Eastern Ironclad, or whatever it was called, company. Um, so obviously, those models are out there. And naval war gaming, as much as I'm not a fan, has a big, big following. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I mean, chances are all of these are out there. <laughs> but just sitting down with strips of balsa, I have stacks of balsa behind me. Um, you know, and you just go, well, I just need a couple of chunks of three mil for the main body and then one mil and two mil layers to build up the various aspects of it and then some uh, brass tubing and away you go. Great, and I mean, they yeah. look cute as be damned, oh. which I'm a big fan of. So obviously we have this article section. So you've got the modeling articles and you're getting a, a rough idea of what's going to be in there based on that. Um, but you also have the scratch building and history articles where it goes into some of the, the specific things. So the Elit Rams we just saw built, there's a historical article about them. Um, and the, the coastal ironclads of the Monitor in Virginia, Scharnhorst for all fans of World War One gaming and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's something that he adds to as and when. Another interesting thing is there's quite a few um, articles on designing games. So the core concept, the framework, and then component design as well, um, which is interesting because as we'll see later on, there are uh, several other games on this website, uh, several of which you can just go ahead and sort of download, print, and play yourself. So speaking of which, have a look at the two main <laughs> ones. So Terra Incognita. Right. When it's, you know, it's all got a bit grim up north. Uh, there are two. The Highest Adventure is all about climbing Everest. Nice. Cool. The Lonely Cairn is the Franklin Expedition. So if anybody's watched the Terror uh, TV series, you mm -hmm. may recognize quite a lot of the card art in the Terror from, as being screen grabs from that TV series as well. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but this one, this one's fascinating. And you can say so you can download this. Uh, I like so how it looks like his child has done all this has game done the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll, like, you'll see that. No, this is all mine. <laughs> so, I mean, there's the the rules and the cards cool. available as a PDF where you can grab That's them from cool. other places and leave feedback. Uh, this is, I'm going to hover over that, Filescu Calava uh, mm -hmm. doing a, a Let's Play. As you can see, I've already been looking through it because I was nosy away with you screen thing but essentially you have two decks so you have a supply deck and an encounter deck you then randomly determine your path to the summit and then every time you go up you have a an, two assault teams and expedition hq who have their own cards with their own sort of health spirit and endurance on it and if you know if you lose all of them from all of them, your your expedition is done done for. You can set base camps and or you've got your base camp. You can set two other camps as you work your way up. It's up to you where you do it. But as you climb, the more you climb, the bigger the danger pool gets. Mm -hmm. And then um, when you hit a, a point on the left of a card is how dangerous that area is, and on the right of the card is how many encounter cards you need to draw with the little stars. So I find a little encounter card bit. There's a little encounter card bit there. So here you see it says things like heavy feet, lose one, endurance. Um, throughout, add another danger to uh, your pull. So you can get danger cards, you can get slips and falls as you, you sort of work your way down. 
uh, you can discard things. Exhausted. I need a break. Uh, <laughs> you know, and this is another interesting one. Sometimes they're specific and it will say, depending on how high <laughs> your danger pool is, it will go like three levels on the card. Um, and depending on how much you've pushed, you may suffer worse consequences. Well, you will suffer worse consequences. The other one is it's random. And when you get a random card like this, which is on reveal, one, two, three, or four, you lose one health, one spirit, five or six success, you gain one health. So the supply card deck at the top right has a number between one and six. Mm. So you flip the top card and that tells you what your random number is. That's that, card's, neat. that card's also a cost. So when you're playing the supply cards, it may say things like pay two, to get one health back mm-hmm. and so you have to discard a card that's at least equal to two so in this case with his extra rope worth three and the crampons worth one he would he would have to discard the extra rope or if he had a couple of one cards he could discard them both to get it so it's a very compact nifty little game that that you have mm. risk reward the first turn of this so you essentially you have a, a turn as, as long as you want or once you fill the danger pool with 10 um so the more you push, the more likely you are that something bad's going to happen. Mm. And he pushed up two levels and then got hit by like two events and the events pushed him all the way back to his base camp. I like that. Uh, and it was, well, you know, that's unlucky for you. You could oh, really do a good version of this as well with Oregon Trail. You could go loads of different spaces. Mm. No Oregon Trail. Mm. Oregon Trail mm. follows similar. Yeah, it's a nice... Yeah, I've, I've randomly remember putting my pet's names as Oregon Trow and I went downstairs to tell my mum I got upset because my dog's gone to syphilis. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. But yeah, the, so that's a really nice compact game. I really like that. I do. And you can just go ahead and download it. Blip. Do it now. Like my, my dad's my dad's obsessed with mountain climbing and, and all that oh, kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, hey dad. <laughs> I've got another I've got another game called K2, which is all about mountain climbing. Oh, he played great. that and he quite enjoyed it. Mm. So maybe, So yeah. this is a, a little solo game. Um, that's nice. And and you can leave feedback about it and, and there's the design blog about how he developed this game as well. Um mm. which is just I, I thought it'd be right up your strassa or hillside. Mm. Uh, the other one is, as I said, the Lonely Cairn, um, which is all about the Franklin expedition. Uh, and I can't imagine that went down particularly well in the grand scheme of things. Um, it doesn't have an end date on it. No, no. They weren't, they weren't entirely certain what happened to it. Well, in this case, you take... Oh, that's right. That's That one's not for the likes of me. Um. In this one, you've uh, you're you're setting out on the actual campaign, so you potentially could successfully complete the Franklin expedition. Um, I'm not saying that's unlikely. I'm <laughs> just saying you know it's it's not particularly likely. No, I don't want the alpha. I was sure I got in here and found cards earlier. Where have we found the cards? Were you on board Gimp Geek? Is that where I went to find the cards? It was. Well done. Hey. I do pay attention sometimes. Like I say, you can see the... Uh, Good use of the little boat. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's got plenty of them sitting around. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you've got a, a similar, in the, the Everest styling, you, you build your expedition Good and job. as you go, you're running into various encounters and having to deal with them. You know, you're food going off being attacked by polar bears or smoke monsters or whatever it happens to be <laughs> crew mutiny if you've not watched the terror by the way spoilers the franklin expedition does not go well um 
But it's spoilers for history. Yeah, spoilers for history. <laughs> People need spoilers for history. Yeah. <laughs> you can see here the Lonely Cairn. Uh, Arctic Endurance is the solitaire uh, game as you make your way through the, the, the ice, and it's not going to be particularly good. I like how to win. One line successfully completes the recovery as a destination. How to lose all of these things. Yeah. I'm just looking at the rules side by side there and just how kind of the visuals of it and just literally a symbol, how do you win? There's not three paragraphs. They're really polished mm. rules, like you said, then. Mm. They're really laid out lovely. Trust me, is we you could do a Michael Bay version of this and at the end of the road you find Megatron. <sighs> <laughs> You can. Sure. Who's saying no? There is just, a question just mark. Explosions, explosions all the way. Just explosions yes. and flare. They're not going amongst the water. They're going no. on top of explosion. Wouldn't wouldn't need to. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a fascinating little website for Scary Biscuit Studios. Um, mm. There are another set of other games, and these have been done generally in collaborations with other people. So there's Bomber Boys. If uh, if you're all about the uh, World War II bomber game. So, and again, these are solitaire, uh, intersea boat, boot. Um, so all about the wolf packs, caveman versus mammoth. And then... Get that for Justin. Dreadnought <laughs> mini game. So we find the, the contents of a battleship, you know, the, the little ships with oh, the, yeah. the holes to stick the tokens yeah. in, but not actually the battleship game board. So came up with a pocket naval battle that you could stick in. Brilliant. In. Nice. Um, Caveman versus Mammoth is a, uh, what do you call it? Um, a social slash... Um, social social deduction game. game. Yeah, yeah that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and as you can see, these are, are things that uh, are very accessible for yeah, people sitting yeah. at home, especially over the past little while where we've all been sitting at home looking for games that you can either play mm. by yourself or with friends. Uh, so you can just fire up a printer and away you go. And you too can take on mammoths. <laughs> Mammoth. That's a really awesome uh, that looks... little collection. Yeah. 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 Stunning. Uh, a little gem, a little nugget from mm. Mike. And the uh, scary biscuit students. So next time you moan, you've got nothing to play. You've got no excuse. Most of that's free. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. on, that, on that website alone, there's one thing you have to buy. Yeah. Currently, and everything else is free, and most of it's print and play. Um, so, Very cool. Yeah. So there is no excuse to get stuck in. Mm -mm. And scary bickies aren't the worst in the world, apparently. Who knew? <laughs> but we are going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to be diving into the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> all right, then. We are back and ready to dive headfirst into the news to swim about like Scrooge McDuck in the gaming money bin. Uh, ben, what have you found for us this week? Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to start off with some stuff from Gale Force 9 uh, now recently a lot of people will know that they kind of revamped um, Spartacus 
uh, and sort of redid it with a new art style and everything like that to kind of take it away from the licensed version of the game they'd originally released and give it a new brand spanking coat of paint. Well, they are doing the same to the old Sons of Anarchy board game. Uh, so that game, which also went down very well back in the day, is getting redone and is now called Wise Guys, eh? <gasps> Not a eh? Wise Guys. <laughs> <laughs> where you're going to be playing as 1920s gangsters in Chicago, doing the old alky runs during the Prohibition era. (laughs) Why yada? Why yada? (laughs) (laughs) What you doing, Sam? You're going to kill me. Anyway, um, in this game, you are instead of playing as biker gangs, going to be playing as gangsters who Mm -hmm. are looking to control the streets of Chicago through the use of alcohol, fists, guns, and everything else you could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, the setup and stuff is pretty much more or less the same. You've got that kind of still, that kind of like randomly designed board and layout, as you see there in the middle of the, the, the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody's going to take control of their own gang that has their own specialities and all that kind of thing as well, which is pretty cool. The aim of the game at the end of it is to obviously have the most sort of cash that you can sort of use to set up your criminal empire. But along the way, you're going to be doing all sorts of different things. So you're going to be moving around locations, trying to control them. That could either be through violence, through bribery, and all sorts of things like that. The cool thing about this game, and I really like that they kind of um, push this mm-hmm. through the rules, is the idea of wheeling, dealing, backstabbing, and all that kind of thing as well. So one of the, the big things about this is that you can make deals with anybody around the table at any time, but none of them are binding, as mm. you might expect. And you can always stab someone in the back in just the right moment to take over locations, that kind of thing. Nice. So, you know, start out the game, setting things up, you know, you know, control different areas, be like, oh, I'm not going to go over this side of the river. We'll just stay here, whatever. And then stab him, stab him in the eye. Give <laughs> ah! them concrete boots and chuck him yes. in the river. Uh, but yeah, so some really awesome stuff in there for those people that kind of like that kind of tension in a game. Mm. One of the things that I also think is really nice about this is that they specifically put underneath that bit in the rules, just don't be a dick. Because <laughs> obviously, there's lots, of back- have, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of backstabbing and sort of, you know, deal-making and things like that. But obviously, don't don't be an asshole, right? So, yeah, some cool stuff in there. Be an asshole within the, the confines of the rules. That's yeah. Um, but, yeah, as you can see, the rule book is already up there and ready to read through, so that's pretty awesome. Um, the, the new art style looks really, really good. Um, it was one of the things that I wasn't overly fond of with the, the re-release of Spartacus. Hmm. Like, I love art compared to like stills from stuff uh, in my board games but i thought the artwork on spartacus looked a bit weird uh i think they managed to have have set on like a good um sort of like grounding for this stuff and i think i think it carries across the theme very nicely yeah it all looks very very cool Mm -hmm. it helps that the uh the 20s were so defined by art deco yes you've got you've got that look you've got the even down to the fonts i suppose You've got a cohesive theme there, right there, ready, waiting for you. It also makes me want to watch Boardwalk Empire again. Very good. It makes me want to just play the game as Joe Pesky, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And in his starring role as one of the wet bandits. Yes. (laughs) Course, that's the role I'm going to take. Definitely, definitely a way to go. You know, I'm 100% behind that. And then what you can do is you can see how many of this games of wise guys you can fit in uh, during three hours of The Irishman or whatever it is. So, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, have a gangster movie on in the background and see how many games you can play during that time. That'd be cool. (laughs) We played the game to destruction. They hadn't even aged. (laughs) 
There you go. Some cool stuff there. If you missed out on Sons of Anarchy when it first came out and you like the idea of the game and the the rules and things, then obviously you've now got a new chance to go and try out Wise Guys Mm. coming soon. Beautiful. I'm all for that. Uh, Free, you're going to lead us down a path of time-travelling nonsense. I am indeed. On one ball to another ball, right? Pandasaurus Games have released their new ball game, The Time You Killed Me. It's a strange slider-looking puzzle across three balls. So when this was first announced, I was trying to figure out what could this be because I was trying to think of some kind of free ball game of chess, but it encompasses time travel, reality conception, and over across three different boards. So technically it's a board board, board game, but um, oh. from Pandasaurus. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you have one board is hard enough to keep your eye on, you were clearly never messed with something as implosive of different timelines throughout history. So there are three different boards you keep steady, keep played, and you must do it as carefully as you can without causing any more damage to a timeline. So players do take the role of competitive time travellers. So they attempt to be one step ahead of another one by trying to wipe them off the face of the earth in reality and history. There can only be one. There is only one time traveller. So players will be chasing their tail. They attempt to find opponents across time and space and before he finds you, because there's another person trying to wipe you. Because remember, there can only be one. It's only allowed one in any dimension. But as we're dealing through something as fragile as time and space, you're going to need to keep an eye on another player trying to wipe you out. So you're going to need to determine who stays alive and who's going to be written out of history. So there's four different chapters you can play through for two players. Mm -hmm. Um, Each is more difficult as it goes on, and it's definitely going to take a lot of strategy. And there's different rule sets, different components, and different objectives to meet as you go through the game as well. So quite a cool one. A murder mystery on a different way. I really like the art style. Yeah, the art style is screaming 70s madness yes it, it, it just says prisoner danger man or something like that uh presumably it is uh just a 1v1 game then yeah two players why will it not let me see more of the rule book than just the cover <laughs> i want to see this what in panda people panda dinosaur man you're you're really... you might yeah you might Maybe just screw I, up I, reality and time yeah. itself if you open the rule apparently, book yeah. apparently i have already I like the idea that it plays out in between 15 to 30 minutes as well. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's a nice quick one. Um, because obviously when they first released this, release this Pandasaurus, we only really got the board. So I was like, what could does, it be? How do? do you do this? And the fact that they've got such a unique idea as well. And I love the idea that you've got to keep an eye on so much at once. Only against one other person as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I can imagine it's being quite stabby. But you do have to kill people more than once to make sure they are completely ripped out from time. So, uh, Well, we've all been there. Yeah, classic Saturday, casual Wednesdays, yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of that time I was Rasputin. <laughs> My God, the killings. Please stop killing me. <laughs> Didn't Threw me in a river. That stabbed me, that poisoned me, that shot me. Tried strangulation. Memories, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where are we off to next, anyway? Uh, I thought for novelty value, we'd take a look at Moonstone because that's a thing <gasps> that we rarely talk about. Moonstone, Joe. Well, well, to be honest, with Moonstone, so I was lurking on Twitter the other day and I, mm. I come across the Moonstone page and saw there's a new, there's a new character in Moonstone. Mm. So immediately what I did, instead of reading the character and looking at the picture, I sent it straight to Jerry and I was like, Jerry, you see? He said, of course, Jerry had seen it. 
well before it, me. It, pu- it posted it on face page before instagram <laughs> just just as well because i have no idea where to find instagram no so uh, there's a new there is a new character coming in and it's a very different character we are looking at and we've got vespa mm. how do what do you what do you think of vespa jerry uh, it's interesting for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there is cavalry about already in Moonstone. So there's Billy and there's um, Sir Hogswatch and um, Doug the Flatulent. So factions are already out there running about the place. I didn't think fairies needed cavalry because they're already winged uh, in the main and therefore can just go nuts themselves. Yeah. However, adding a hornet mounted fairy um is definitely a thing i can yeah. get wholeheartedly behind yes uh, 100% and she's got some interesting rules so mm-hmm. if people aren't aware of, of moonstone combat is done via a card mechanic where you either attack high middle or low and you defend low middle or high um up to you depending on the card you draw so various attacks are better suited um obviously being a flyer it means the most powerful attacks come from above and uh, the least damaging attacks come in when somebody blocks you high. So a high guard will actually just nullify your attack altogether. Um, but there's a few other little interesting bits, I suppose. Um, the fact that special abilities to antagonize, you can add plus one melee and evade stat uh, until the end of the turn. So it's a bit of a supporting role. Um, you can buff a character with that or out of reach you cannot be targeted by a melee attack so you essentially fly high which means forces that are depending on running in and and thumping you so fawns and bunnies and the like um, who may not be as ranged heavy and range well there's quite a bit of magic about um, depending on the the way you compose your list you may find yourself suffering for not being able to get to them because mm-hmm. uh, they can just you know sit back and wing javelins at your head yeah. and, and i'm all for that it's it's great fun and as always the miniature looks fantastic i mean there's the preview art uh but the very first test cast has been shown oh. off so oh that's good that's, that's it beside a goblin it? fire spitter to give you an idea of scale if you have a goblin fire spitter if you don't oh. you should buy a goblin fire spitter and then you'll know how big this will be <laughs> that's how that works um <laughs> But again, just flying cavalry. It's wow. it's not something you see often. Uh, last no. time I seen it was in Cronopia, where the swamp goblins flew about on hornets. Um, that's quite nice. The, I, I said it to you. For me, that's screaming chameleon plants from. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It'll be all the color flip all the time mm. for the big bug body because I've already used it on um, Grub uh, to give his little shiny insect carapace. A bit of a thing but even then the wings i mean using a, a white gloss base you could you could kind of go nuts to get that sort of fly-like shimmer as well so yeah it, it should prove an interesting painting challenge as well mm, very much. But I, I just like it i like the i like the style i like the look and i like the fact that uh, the fairies now have a mount mm-hmm. which means all the factions i collect have a mount <gasps> They've all got to be the same. They've all got to have a mount. They've all got to have a big thing that can punch stuff. Um, but they've all got to make me happy. So ticks boxes. They do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, went on went on pre-order at the start of the week when you wrote this. It's actually available and start, I believe, starting to ship from today. 
So if um, if you are interested in Vespa, you can get right in there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've not seen Moonstone, then you should come across uh, to On Tabletop and have a look at the games. Self and Warren played a beginner's game with Tom gently easing us into it. And then afterwards, uh, I took on Tom in a uh, scenario from his new book, which is on the way, I think, later on this month or maybe early next month. Um, so, yeah, Moonstone, it's it's a winner. Um, anybody who isn't playing it is just wrong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but you are. Well, what have you done with your life? Clearly, yeah. you've failed. Get some whimsy in your life. Yeah. We're all about the like I've lost. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you were a fan of Jada. Oh, Jada. Your Jada painting was gorgeous. I, li- I liked her a lot. So, Jerry, you can tell me what I need to, what I need uh, to get into this later on. The, the good thing about Moonstone is, what do you like? Whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> because less, there's no there's no nonsense with less building and, you know, I need to have a, a leader and a core, blah, blah, blah. They all have synergies, so some may be more effective with others, but you can literally just go, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty, I'm having them. Yep. It's, it's not going to work know, like it did with um, with my guild ball team where I decided to go full female on, on my guild ball team and it didn't work because none of the characters got on. I was like, ah. Oh, to hell with terrible shame. No, no, no. Winston, you're fine. I mean, no. You, you just, you go, you can do something like, I want to go nothing but bunnies. Yeah. You take Boris, you bring his bunnies, and then you bring a massive jackalope, ogre-sized bunny antlered thing. I mean, I think that sounds amazing. I, I mean, you know. definitely could. You should definitely go down that route, John. Go down that route. Join us. Uh, t- tempt me later. Tempt me later. <laughs> anyway. Um, moving away from the whimsy. Yes. of Moonstone and taking a look at the whimsy of Mad Bob mm. or uh, Disconcerted Robert as he's mm-hmm. called his mother um, <laughs> and his folding terrain oh god yes so uh, <laughs> Mad Bob miniatures um, Bob. not oh, sorry yeah Mad Bob miniatures not too long ago in the past mm. I put together a really awesome Kickstarter where they were creating some folding terrain uh, so it was terrain that as you can see here looks fantastic, and then faults into tiny, tiny things for you to store away. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, then released a lot of this stuff over on their web store, uh, and it was uh, available unpainted, uh, but it was basically the, the same kits that you just then had to get an airbrush out and or a brush or whatever and start painting and get them ready to go. However, Foreground have now joined up with Mad Bob as part of their kind of indie design sort of house, and so they have now decided to put together a lot of the brick terrain, some of which you're seeing here, pre-colored, available on their website. So if you wanted to pick up a lot of their kits that were previously unpainted, you can now get them painted, and they're easy enough to assemble and put together, and then you can use them in your games. Uh, a lot of the brick stuff that we're seeing uh, is very much designed to kind of fit the um, the sort of aesthetics of like 19th and 20th century Europe, basically everywhere. Um, so yeah, these would be great for use in World War II in uh, in sort of in all different types of locations. Uh, and they have uh, Mad Bob themselves have then expanded this range out to include things like fantasy ruins, fantasy houses, um, different colours of houses and things for you to use in different things. And there you go. There's some of the ruin, ruins mm. there. Um, but yeah, as as you saw in the video that we're, we're looking at, at the moment, 
The actual folding mechanic is pretty ingenious. It's impressive, isn't it? Like, it's quite satisfying to look yeah. at as well. It's insane. Yeah, like as long as you don't glue the wrong things <laughs> and just make it a building, yeah. you, you could have some really fascinating-looking terrain uh, that would be incredibly easy to store and not take up shelves and shelves of your office space or something. So. Well, this is what blew me away because I shelves of our office. Yeah, space. <laughs> when I, I seen it was folding, and you're going okay, and then I seen it folded down. I'm going right, so there's bits in places, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. sure, that makes sense. Little dowel there must be like a dowel too. or something yeah. down a corner, and then I went off and found the Kickstarter page for the video because I yeah. was intrigued. Uh, and at that point, you realise, you know, the internal floors flip up and the hinges are, are made so that it does compact. So you're not sitting with multiple layers because I would think the simplest way would be to have it sort of fold across itself. And then when you're folding it back out, you drop the, the floor in to make it stable. But then you've got a load of you know floor pieces stacked beside it. Mm. But no, it's all integral yeah so you're not you're not having to worry about where am i going to put these things with the exception of maybe the the gable ends the eaves Mm -hmm. um uh, the rest of it is very snug and what yeah yes i was gonna say say, what i'd do with it is i'd have it so that you'd have the folded sections of the building and then just put the other bits inside baggies and just put them on top of the various bits so that Mm. you know what's then attached to each particular area of it but you can you can just wait for um, Battlefoam to make you a storage bag for yes yeah for sure. <laughs> well, this is the thing I've seen. I've seen battle boxes bigger than this, bigger than the terrain itself. Yeah, I mean, one of, one of the things that is always a bugbear for a lot of people is I would like to have lots of nice terrain, but I don't have anywhere to put it. Well, mm. this kind of solves that thing. And obviously, as I say, foreground have done the pre-coloured versions of the. Um, of the of the brick stuff uh, for sort of World War Two and that kind of thing, but as you can see, demonstrated by the miniatures. Um, but they also have the other sci-fi stuff and the fantasy bits and pieces that Mad Bob have worked on that I would imagine are going to find themselves mm. sort of transporting over into the foreground store as well. It should be noted that there have been a few tweaks and sort of changes from the Kickstarter versions of the kits, apparently mm. to make them easier to assemble. Nice. Um, so. If you were worried about those or you're like, oh, what's changed between the two? They have kind of like refined the process, which I think is pretty cool, um, just to make it a little bit uh, easier. But just the fact that you can, that that massive warehouse or that brick factory can be compacted down is just awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% on board with that. I have eight, eight of the big understore or underbed storage tubs mm-hmm. with terrain in them. And that's not all of my terrain. No. <laughs> because yeah. they don't fall down. So they've got I, to go I, somewhere. I should also add that the doors still open and close. Mm. So there's even little tiny that's things nice. in there for the doors. And opportunity you saw there too, the roofs come off. And you can, with the ones with multiple floors, the different floors can be removed as well. So you can play around inside them to your heart's content. So mm-hmm. they're gaming. They're good, great for gaming and they're great for storage at the same time. Mm. So cool. And presumably... Like the other stuff that Foreground have done with the Indies, um, you can get it from them pre-coloured, or you can still go to yes. the Indie and pick up the unpainted versions. Yes. Um, yeah. So the same, same with this, same with things from yeah. the basement and all those other ones. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you go. Well, another, another awesome collaboration. So, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm a big fan. Big, big fan of the smaller people. Now, looking at somebody who's not quite as small. 
Yes. So we have some Games Workshop news to round things off. Um, we start with an announcement for the world of Necromunda. Uh, so if you want to dive down into the grim darkness of an underhive, mm-hmm. there is a new set of outcast gangers that you'll be able to pick up. Um, this basically gives you the sort of vagabonds, the, the wastrels of the underhive that haven't managed to get their application form in for House Goliath or House Escher. <laughs> Uh, and so have been relegated to wandering the markets of uh, of the underhive on their own, I guess, or in smaller gangs. Um, but They're, you mean you mean they haven't had their their two vaccines and their passports? So exactly. Yes. None of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're not coming in. Flash <laughs> uh, your pass. But anyway, yeah. So um, I am seeing that particular kit as effectively the new as to Warhammer Fantasy Battles, the Empire Militia kit, the free company kit that we got mm. back in the day, which everybody picked up because it worked for every Warhammer, uh, every um, Mordheim war, war band. And it also worked for Warhammer Fantasy Battles well and was incredibly useful for kit bashing. I could see this being exactly the same when it comes right. to, uh, to Necromunda. These, these, are, these, these could be Chaos Cultists in your 40k game as well. Exactly. Yeah, these are Chaos Cultists, these are Gene Stealer Cultists, these are gangers for a variety of the different gangs. You can just swap the weapons and things out. From the looks of the the posing here as well, obviously we haven't seen the actual plastic frames yet, but they look like they're a lot more kind of, I guess you'd say like plug and play compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the other games workshop kits where a lot of the games workshop kits have it so it's like a body and a back goes together and then a head slots yeah. in and then an arm is also part of the body, the back end or something. These look like it's more or less, and obviously I don't know, but I'm hoping this anyway, that it's legs and body separate perhaps, or maybe legs body together. And then I the think legs body in. together. Yeah. Because you've got but, uh, three three of each body pose. So this guy with the hood. Oh, yeah, I can see. With you. the quilt yeah. and the loincloth is the same as this guy, one. top uh, right. Yeah. And it's the same one as this one with the twin pistols in the middle uh, and the purple bandana. Yeah. Right, Likewise, yeah. the person who's taking the Palantine armor is exactly the same. Is the same. So there's yeah. three of them. So uh, four types, changing the and armor, three of each so, yeah. type, and then arms and heads look nice. to be separate. But so it is yeah. weirdly a little bit more modular than most games workshop kits, which is yeah. quite cool though in that regard. So well, yeah, it's definitely. And if you're playing something like Necro, where you need to have the uh, options available for weapons, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be handy. Yeah, so, yeah they're quite uh, nice. In addition to the um, the Outcasts miniatures, um, they've also got a new book and some new terrain as well. So there's going to be a new book called, as you might imagine, The Book of the Outcasts, which is going to allow you to make entirely outcast gangs. So if you don't That's want cool. to subscribe to Goliath, Escher, Vansar, any, any of these, then you can sort of dive in and play around with uh, with just your outcasts <laughs> led by some vagabonds and ruffians at the top. Um, you'll also find additional special rules in there for some of the name characters. So you have that, that lady there whose name escapes me, but she was available from Forge World quite recently. And the chap at the back as well, who's a lovely doctor, who's definitely going to help you and not do experiments on you. <laughs> He's going oh, to do experiments good. on you. So, <laughs> yeah. do, Does Cal Jericho and Scabs already have rules? They already exist, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, otherwise exist. I would imagine you would find them in Outcasts. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have been out for a couple of years now, I think. I think they did them last year or 2019, I think it was. But yeah, but they look very, very cool. They've got awesome miniatures. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, um, as I mentioned, some new terrain as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're able to pick up the Necromunda Underhive Market set, uh, which comes with a bunch of sort of 
uh, assorted shop fronts and awnings and boxes and crates and signs and gubbins and all that kind of thing that you could use in your game. So if you wanted to try and make things a little bit more cluttered, add some character to a battlefield uh, when you're playing on some of those large zone mortalis boards or anything like that, then this is kind of there to, to help you do that. Um, again, just a, a nice little set that I think will be good for a lot of people who are like deep into Necromunda and kind of want to make it so that every single game they play has that narrative element built into it. Um, I, I, I'm I'm big on anything in terms of terrain that makes anything uh, makes a tabletop feel lived in because uh, very often we find ourselves playing on tabletops where it's like I have some trees and a house. That's it's it. It's very sterile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quite like um, that you can yeah. now find out where to go to get stems or rat. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. you hit to go to a new part of the underhive and not know where you're going to rat. Yeah, yeah. And then you can, when they put the two together and you get stim rat as well. That's never. <laughs> you never. can eat and get stimmed. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you were going to start feeding. Oh. Nobody, nobody wants their rats to be raised on stims. That's true. It's like yeah. GMOs. They're yeah. just the worst. Stim, <laughs> stim rats are the worst. Ban stim rats now. That's what I say. That's how we get ants. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get bitten by a giant mutant rat thing. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Okay. But yeah, if you're interested in Necromunda, make sure to go and check those out this weekend. They're going to be available for pre-order alongside some really awesome new stuff for Warhammer Just Sigma that has been long coming. Um, So um, if you remember many moons ago, back in the annals of time, Mm. we were showing off these two impressive dragon sculpts for Krondis and Karazai who are the two Draconith that are going to be available for the forces of order uh, in Games of Age of Sigmar. Uh, it's one kit that allows you to make the two different dragons. Um, pardon me. Krondis is more focused on the idea of casting spells and magic and harnessing that side of things, whereas Karazai is very much about getting stuck in and kicking ass with tooth and claw, as you can see by the miniature and the scars and the broken horns and that kind of thing. Um, they were both uh, somewhat banished from the realms by um, Kragnos, that's his name, Kragnos, yes. big boy Kragnos, uh, back in the Age of Myth. Uh, but they are now back to um, sort of take some vengeance upon him alongside the forces of order. Um, I, I, Krondis very much reminds me of um, Dragonheart. So <laughs> smug. Yes. yes. Sean, smug yeah. Sean Connery. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on there. Yeah. You can but tell he's very a polite looking, though, isn't smug. it? Smug. Yeah. You say polite, I say smug. <laughs> Look yeah. at if, if you're if you're up for the challenge of painting all those color tones and that shift and the wet blending between the two oh. and the wings and everything like that, then sure. uh, more power to you. <laughs> Not even a little. Yeah. How big are these, Ben? Big Massive. Big. Massive. So, for example, uh, like a Stormcast comes up to about the top of his foot. Mm. So, or just a little bit below that, I think. So, yeah, these are huge, as is the way the Games Workshop Yes. So, uh, I'm going to do a dragon. Yeah. Um, I, I think I prefer Karazai of the two. I think he looks a little bit more menacing, and I yes. like the ad- added detail around the face and stuff. I like the fact he's been hit by lightning, and he doesn't yeah. look smug, probably no. because he's been hit by lightning. Mm. Yeah. He, was playing, he was playing around with keys on the end of string and a kite, and it yep. was it was one of the one of those big things. But yeah, end up with so. that fractal pattern up as mm. which is very cool, and I'd like to see how people approach that. But I I, I am going to imagine I'm going to be seeing a lot of these popping up in sort of like the hobby roundups they do on on Warhammer TV and stuff like that. So uh, and they're probably going to be all throughout Golden Demon cases next year as well. So <laughs> that'll be the big one. 
because I imagine the first thing that will happen is people will get them and then start doing massive conversions to them. Yes. So we will see yeah. not Sigmary looking ones either go full we'll chaos or go somebody else. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that you've got two two heads and four wings in there to play with, is it? Or is it three? No. The wings might be the same. I think I think it's everything is based around the, the head and the additional yeah. uh, sort of accessories, I think there. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so so you've got you've got a pair of heads and additional bits there must be a, a separate i mean assuming the neck yeah the neck must come down to mid chest right off the bat there's two heads in there that's chaos dragon territory mm -hmm. for anybody ballsy enough to try resculpt so yeah it'll yeah, be fascinating to see what people do once they <laughs> once they get their hands on the kit and start cutting yeah. it um in addition to the two um dragons so the, the two dragonith there you're also going to get the new um storm drake guard as well so uh, they've been designed so that if you wanted to make an entire army of dragons, sure. you definitely can do. Um, they One of the reasons they've taken this long to come out is because they were a little bit too powerful and were wiping the floor with armies, mm. um, as you might have imagined from an army of dragons. Mm. Um, but um, I, I, I really like the look at these. I think they look great. Um, uh, it's always weird seeing those big flying stands. Uh, but you know they got to be used, I guess, uh, rather than very minimal contact points on bases and that kind of thing. Uh, and, and I think they'll look very cool when they're put together as part of a larger force. Again, yeah. repainting and converting them is going to be fun. Um, I'd also like to see someone remove all of the kind of barding and stuff that they have on them and just have it as an entirely dragon-based army. Mm. Like just yeah. have these dragons alongside you know, Krondis and Karazai, and just have that as your army. I think That'd that would be, be epic. So, I think I actually prefer these dragons to to um, the other fellow. Yeah. Simply because it, as gaming pieces, they're, they're mm. probably a bit more practical yeah. Uh, yeah. to have on the tabletop. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what their stats are like, because if, if they were wiping the floor with people, GW will have done one of two things. Left them exactly as is, because games balance doesn't mean anything, or <laughs> Uh, worked out what they can supply to other armies to up the ante. <laughs> so these are the two choices. Yeah. Time well, will tell which it, it is. If it's anything to go by, the ogre. There was a game played against the ogres over on Warhammer TV, uh, TV yeah. and um, the ogres actually ended up wiping the floor with most of the dragons. So wow. at least they've got something to deal with them, I guess. <laughs> is, is it that giant sky cannon? <laughs> it may be that, yes. Yeah. And the hunter on the back of his massive. <laughs> War mammoth as well. So yeah. nice. the, the tactic, the tactic is called editing, Ben. I mean that that also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they died. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's some fun stuff there for those people that are diving into Warhammer Age Sigma. Uh, of course, this, you know, if, if you're interested in Warhammer Age Sigma, you can go and make sure to check out the uh, competition prize that mm -hmm. we're going to be giving away this week as well, which is Red Harvest, which will give you a, a chance to play around with some chaos folk in your games as well. So a bonus option for you there. Oh, nice indeed. Right, I think that wraps us up for the news. Shall we dive into the wonderful world of 3D printing? So, 3D printing this week, we've decided Ooh. not to bother looking at anybody in particular because we're slack and lazy. <laughs> also, it's Black Friday, which I'm told is a thing in the Americas uh, and has sort of wormed its way over here. So instead, we've decided to uh, have a hook around, I think is the best way to put it, through some of the Black Seal stuff on my miniature 
factorum.com. Mm. So there is a specific Black Friday page, uh, which has just everybody who's doing something front and center. And as you can see, there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, anywhere from sort of 10%, ooh, hello, 10% off to <laughs> big 50. Uh, and it covers a whole host of things up to and including the most important of all, uh, slimline 3D printed vase. Of course. Uh, which I think, I think that's what most people are here for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't care about the monsters. Look yeah. at that. I'm not going to lie. There. I was looking at the wicker bins and it did make me want to buy a 3D printer, I mean, but... I mean, you would. Who wouldn't? Get ready for Christmas with a Christmas tree. It's all good. Anyway. How, cool would, how cool would you be at school with one of these 3D printed pencil uh, holders? That'd be brilliant. All right. Might really need to print a beer bottle. <laughs> anyway, that aside, we've all we've all had a wee run through here and picked um, our own little personal gems, our little nuggets. Uh, so I've put them into order. The order, the order I've chosen may not be the order people think it's going to be in, but we're going to start off with Saturnalia. Mm, yeah, which, so yeah, I, I sort of came across this as I was scrolling through things, and since we started with ships, I thought ships. it would be a fun thing to throw more ships into the mix. Uh, so this one was this one particularly caught my eye because um, I think everyone's been sort of diving into this idea of playing out big. Um, naval battles at the moment. I know, like over the last year or so, people have been playing a lot of the what's it, uh, Black Sails from 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 Warlord games. Black Sails or Armada, which uses the Armada, Black Sails yeah, system, well, which uses the same system. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you've got Oak and Iron, all that kind of thing as well. Yeah. And everyone's really been enjoying this sort of naval thing, as we as we as we mentioned at the start of the show during India of the week. But uh, the thing that was nice about this is that Saturnalia have put together not just the ship models, mm. as you see here. But also, there's a full set of rules as well. So, if, uh, and the terrain. So everything you could need, well, you could you need to play the game mm-hmm. is basically printable at that point, which I think is really really awesome because mm-hmm. uh, you can basically come to the come come to the tabletop and be like, boom, boom, boom. I'm going to print all these things out on my my lovely 3D printer. I'm going to print all of the additional things I need out on my normal printer, and then get stuck into playing some games and stuff. Um, and I, I am a fan of everything of anything that be kind of like self-contained and compacted like this and try and basically arrive somewhere and be like this is a one-stop shop for everything i need to get you know get stuck in and playing the game so uh, i tell you what anybody playing either the aforementioned games oak and iron black Mm -hmm. seals armada should definitely be looking at this Simply for, simply yeah. for the scenery on this. Never mind the ships or anything else. Those yeah. lighthouses were fantastic with the little lighthouses are great. It's very unusual to get a star fort in that size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm at home with that. I also noticed in this, it says it comes with four files. So with and without a base and low and high res. So depending nice. on how what your printer is in. Your, so. your print is set up. Yeah, you can get mm-hmm. a, a smaller version. Yeah. No, no rigging, I notice. So well done there. Okay. <laughs> Unless so, you want to do it yourself. No. From what I've read of this, it's so it's one one six fifty scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I, that kind of matches up with some games out there, doesn't it? I think, or at least one of the games out there. Warlords yeah. uh, Black Seals is set at one seven hundredth, and That's Oak and it. Iron is, I believe, one six fifty. I'm fine. So it, so it sits between the two. <laughs> That that's that that in that case, but um, yeah, it looks really cool. One of the other things as well was that they were talking about the fact that um, a lot of this stuff, 
a lot of this stuff has been drawn from historical inspiration, everything yeah. like that. So a lot of these like scenery sets and the different houses and things, uh, houses and the ships that you get have all been designed based on stuff that exists out there in the world somewhere. So if you were trying to play out something a little bit more accurate uh, rather than fantastical, then you've got that element to get to dive into to play around with as well. So, so yeah. And uh, from the looks of it as well, the thing that's quite nice is it looks like the, the bases of the boats. So like their, their normal, their standard yeah. hull structure is separate. And then you print the, the sails and the and the uh, masts at the same time. And then you just pop them in and away you go. Nice. Get some magnets at the ready. Everyone loves some magnets and, uh, and have fun with it. So, so yeah. Wacky and fun. This, this set, so the first set comes mm-hmm. with, I think, it, what was it? Nine, sh- nine arm ships and a merchant ship, which is pretty cool. So you can basically name them however you want mm-hmm. and have, have fun with them. And then the expansion pack comes with eight historical ships as well. So if you want to make specific ships from the nice. period, you've got that to play around with. But how cool is that? A fully 3D printable game? That's brilliant. The historics, fantasy, and all sorts of different things. Choo-choo, awesome. I'm a ship. <laughs> that is... Somewhere Lloyd, Lloyd is twitching. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Commodore Robert was like freaking that. out. Yeah. Saturnalia Studios mm-hmm. is the people to look for for that one mm-hmm. on my miniature factory. Uh, next up, I've chosen Treadhead Rad, which this I is... imagine is Freeze. Yeah, it's definitely mine, this one. Big fan oh, of tags. Oh, I, I just can't stop talking about tanks, me. I... <laughs> <laughs> this, this is mine. however however, it it wasn't for the tanks it was absolutely for the raptors yes (laughs) these are the most charming hilarious things i've seen in a long time uh, i think what really sold me was the not photography raptor uh there's one that has like looks like he's got a tripod with a camera set up and everything right um, (laughs) i love i i just love like they have the <gasps> body armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just put this behind Theodore Roosevelt on his Raptor. All of these guys <laughs> behind. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I didn't really look at it much beyond the images. I just looked yeah. at the images and laughed. So that's why I picked it. Um, it's a good reason. They, they they look so cool. I love their body armor. I love the style of the armor they're wearing and, and the oh, gun. So. There's a whole slew of them, let me see. Yeah. There's a big set there as well. Nice. I think it actually gets smaller if I open an individual picture. How random is that? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play a game? Like how, how uh, Generalissimo Raptor there with the standard bears, and he also has his holographic projection of the warfare they're engaged in. Being mm. beamed up, I want all the raptors to come up here. It's very short, stubby arms. Yeah. <laughs> of the helmets the, the big, helmets are great yes helmets are so anime it's hilarious mm. <laughs> i would love to see someone throw these in as like a a tau ally so they use them in like 40k as like another race that the tau have subjugated <laughs> and used for their use for their own means <laughs> i'm glad you've made a mention of you know actually doing something useful <laughs> <laughs> I could make a guard army out of this and it would be hilarious. It could, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, the Tempesto Scions are getting out of their vehicle. No, there's a bunch of dinosaurs. Jurassic Jurassic World 7 went far, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 
a guard army would be interesting, especially when they still had ab humans before they removed them all. I mean, this is this is the complete set up to and including naked ones. Oh, oh not my god, on. they must have been caught on the hop by some sort of early morning invasion. They didn't even have a chance <laughs> to put their clothes on. To be Poor fair, raptors. if you're a raptor, yeah, I don't think you need your gun if you're a raptor all the time. But it's the I, crinkly uh, smiles on those helmets are delightful. Yeah, they are. I uh, this is another one of those things that John might have to print. <laughs> I'd like John to see to someone could have some fun with these in one page rules. I reckon. I, I think that seems like a really good setting to use these kind of things. Be... Does that say Molly, Maggie, multi, the monstrous mole the rat monstrous family? Mole rats. Wow, yeah. Manny, multi, Molly, and the other guy. Just oh, case. that's a commercial license. That's the actual image. Scamp neck. Yeah. Again, you know, when you've got a raptor, you require some sort of large bucket like thing on your uh, sentinel to drop them into to get them to raptor around. They're very nicely designed, though. Yeah. Yeah. They really are, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, th I think we're John's going to have a project because the whole <laughs> set, all the raptors, is only what, 20 something? And you've got the Black Friday discount as well. Mm. Yeah, Same. I'm I'm totally in in for that. If we're gonna if if we can all agree that we're gonna start playing some one page rule stuff, I'm sure our army. <laughs> You've got uh, no. Justin and Shay to hand. Just force them to play. Oh, what's the have, what's yeah. the point in having a Justin and a Shay if we can't force them to play the games we want? Well, hey, like look at all these raptors! Like Cole, them, let's go. <laughs> the slat armor I quite like for the detonation of explosive things far away from the hull. Mm. Yeah, and the extra slabs, the heavier slabs on the other one. I love the modern kind of style, yet the the sort of mm. upper sci-fi kind of thing. Well, yeah, this is what I was just thinking. You could definitely drop this into something like Stargrave and a sci-fi related. It's very alien looking. Mm. Oh, look at Tank! How about that? Oh. Unexpected. What are the odds? I mean, <laughs> you know, fair to middling. I think is the answer. <laughs> Bill looks more practical than a Chimera. Yep. <laughs> That's Actually, a nice set of stuff. Very, very much so. So that plus, well, I suppose we'd have to have to look at the naked mole rats, otherwise Free will be very disappointed. Yeah, sorry, I'd get a bit upset. Yep. Just monstrous mole rat miniatures bundle. I was appreciating the alliteration. Yeah, well, everybody <laughs> does. Everybody does. Everybody appreciates alliterative naked mole ratage. Of course. Very, very. Cool. We can buy tanks, raptors, and battle rats. In this yeah, I mean, a one-stop shop for all yeah. you need. Like That's my family sort of for Christmas. <laughs> Why are the mole rats at the bottom of my stocking, Jerry? <laughs> Why aren't they? <laughs> so that is uh, Treadhead Rad. Mm -hmm. A nice, simple username. I'm pretty certain if you search for Raygun Raptors, you'll find them in uh, short order. We didn't even have a look at that, so we have to have a look at that. The love the mechan the mechanical. Oh. That's amazing. I am so sold on this. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, cool, isn't it? Even if you're not going to put some sort of fin-headed raptor as the rear gunner yeah. on it, it would do for you know people. It kind of looks like an RC car. It does, <laughs> and I think that's why that the the raptor looks so good in it. Yeah. That's a hell of a weapon loadout there, isn't it? What do you do when guns aren't good enough? 
slap a rig of rockets on them <laughs> or a missile <laughs> alongside. Yeah. Turn it into a sci-fi calliope. Sure. I'm 100% yeah. on board for that. But yeah. So ray gun raptors from Treadhead Rad. Mm-hmm. Who have you picked then, Freebird? Well, I, it's no surprise that I will. I found it really difficult. I was looking through and I wanted to find terrain. And of course, I found some fantasy terrain. And there's a bit of everything terrain in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that is definitely not Lord of the Rings in here whatsoever. Definitely right. Down in the bottom. See, I immediately seen the Cthulhu stuff, but I'm going to try and stay away from that. But there is a bit of everything in here. So I just thought it was uh, really cool, all of the different stuff, because obviously you've got your gothic, you've got your fantasy, and just the more I looked, the more I could find. Um, And you can make some really nice tables with this stuff. You've got a a very Gallic-like village Mm -hmm. with some very Gallic-like miniatures in there as well. You could get a fix of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Saying nothing. No. No no sign of dogmatics, though. No. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Let's have a look at the miniatures. That's brilliant. I love that. That's nice. Not Asterix. Can't remember her name. It's Chieftain's wife. There's Getafix himself. Oh, chunky Oblique. chief. Oblique. No, that's, that's the, I think that's the chief. Oblex should oh, just be right pants, up, pants up oh, to the yeah, nipples. yeah. yeah. Oh, what was he called? Answers on a postcard, please. I'm not saying the winner will definitely be the person who names the uh, the minstrel. Asterix, <laughs> but I will Very say, well, it yeah. saves, me looking, saves me looking it up. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's Obelisk then. Mm. Uh, naked to the waist and then his big stripy blue pants on him. So, yeah. And that's that's just the Celtic village collection. We've got Feywood. Faywood. Faywood is beautiful. So they've got some really beautiful treehousey looking terrain, elfy looking stuff, stuff that you would find mm. in the woods. But seems, uh, seems to have layers upon layers. Mm. Oh, look at it. Very elvish, very beautiful. Does that thing where we'll get smaller again? Whimsy <laughs> <laughs> and fantasy. Look at that very live night elf. There's also an elf in the top who's learned how to shoot with her feet. Nice. Somebody on YouTube does that. And an old style dragon that looks a lot like the old Warhammer Citadel Citadel one. Forest dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that Jabberwock. I think that's amazing. Jabberwock's nice. Oh, those trees are quite fun. Mm -hmm. That'd be very good for something like, I don't know, Moonstone discuss. (gasps) Cherry. No, I'm right. You've said the cold word. <laughs> I know. They would. I move us to there. Can I still see an arrow? I can. Amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. But they're, they're very, I mean, I definitely see these placed straight in Rivendell. Or, there's a bunch of different stuff. And as I said, I, I came on to here for the fantasy stuff mm-hmm. and then left looking at the strangest of things um, and sending Warren mushrooms mm. uh, that I'd found. So that makes sense. Mixed <laughs> bag of everything, really. But very whimsical, nice fantasy, bright coloured miniatures. Those elves definitely do their yoga. Oh, they do, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when they've been lurking around a hollow tree <laughs> on Azeroth for any length of time. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be dealt with. Mm. 
Where are we? Uh, is it that one? It is oh, that one. Look, I, I assumed that was another reason we were here. Yeah, um, considering it was in the first pack. Mm. They're accurate as well. Because they've got axes, as they should do. Beautiful. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> too right, Ben. I haven't, been, I, I haven't been listening to the Fellowship of the Ring too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> But they are stunning. I mean, even if you could put them out, even if something you were doing something on water, mm. anything, anything these could fit in, not just a Lord of the Rings theme table that I'm specifically looking at. But yeah, <laughs> yeah a whole host of uh, additional fantasy things. Well, mm-hmm. quite like the longship brewing crew. Yeah, that's, cool. that's nice. Different as well. You don't often see people doing well. Let's face it, anything like making people slave away on a boat. <laughs> And gladiators, just good because they've got a full gladiator um, coliseum. Mm. So getting your hands on a whole slew of gladiators is a nice poses as well. That one's a bit OTT. Look at that. That one's mad. How would it stand? It wouldn't. Uh, I would just have a dead, just have a dead person on the ground that they're leaping off. Put them on a set all flying base, you'll be grand. <laughs> <laughs> bit more, They're nice. Um, bit more cartoonish mm-hmm. like, with some of the gladiators. But there's some great uh, gladiator rule sets kicking around, like Sons of Mars and stuff yeah. like that, that you could chuck these in. Mm-hmm. And if all, all of the miniatures had this similar style to them, it would mm-hmm. all fit together nicely, wouldn't it? So, yeah. Very cool. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> no, Russell Crowe. Stop throwing your sword at my head. No. Bad, Russell. Bad. Oh, they're very interesting. Yeah, it's a fascinating set of stuff by Ian Lovecraft. I like the fact also that he has Cthulhu stuff in here because being called Lovecraft, he really needs to. Has to. Otherwise, yeah. there'll be questions. <laughs> but this is not even halfway down the first page. Ooh. Lot of Asian looking buildings, they'll be mm-hmm. handy for Clash of Katanas. <laughs> Not that I'm looking forward to that or anything. No, no. <laughs> you, can, you can get a little sack. Oh, Jerry that's is, Jerry, is yeah. Jerry is plotting. That's like fabulous. I wonder if they do it in the traditional way where they chew the uh, the stuff and then spit it into a bucket and then just leave it to ferment. <laughs> work. Presumably not. <laughs> cultists that's what we're here for everybody loves a cultist mm. go Seths they're nice big really nice statue lovely. as well even if you were planning yes. on painting them up as a, a squid faced assassin yeah that'd make a lovely statue you're right floating horror deep ones mm. Cthulhu hey <laughs> mother Hydra where's Father, where's Father Dagon there's Father Dagon. Let's have a look at Mummy and Daddy. <laughs> don't like it when Mummy and Daddy fight. I especially nice. don't like it when they appear in daylight. And I lose Sam. <laughs> Mother Hydra's beautiful. There's a lot going on, isn't there? There really is. Beautiful's a word, yeah. <laughs> Aesthetic. <laughs> oh, that chest. That the oh, the chest is gorgeous. Mm. 
That's going to be the um, final printed version as well. So you can see that all the scale work and that kind of thing carries through into the final Yeah, the texture. Final product. On, yeah. Texture on the tentacles. Because mm-hmm. that's something that could easily be lost in the, the process, yeah. I guess, if you've got a, depending on your printer and stuff, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah, a whole host of things in there, whether you're after historic fantasy figures or terrain. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we'll have a look, look at that. Some junk ships as well. And even citizens. Oh, nice. Sets of Asian villagers. Good for a game like Clash of Katanas, for example. <laughs> Maybe. You're Coming not. 2022. <laughs> Start building your list now. I know I am. <laughs> okay. So that is Ian Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian with an additional I, if you're looking for that. We'll just check for Lovecraft. I'm sure that won't fire up all the hits. No. My mini factory. Ian dot Lovecraft. Mm. So to round out, uh, I had a quick look at Andre Andrev, mm-hmm. uh, which was a relatively small one. And despite the fact it too is stuffed filled with night elves from uh, the world of Azeroth, <laughs> which isn't why we're here. Although if you are a Warcraft fan, I mean, you know, here <laughs> you're sorted yeah <laughs> done done here but as long as you move... as long as you print them in purple resin as well that's the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if we move past them and oh. into war carrot forty thousand. oh my god yes my work here is done jerry yes uh, they're adorable <laughs> i see your army of raptors and i raise you war rabbits and we play can we play a game? I will print this stuff. Oh, I will play this one. <laughs> on. I will print this stuff all day for you. If we can have <laughs> that, that, that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Look at the witch here. <laughs> this, this can be Bucky O'Hare on actual oh steroids. That's the... Yeah. I almost forgot about Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. I'm concerned. I'm concerned at the magazine of that boulder. Yes. Wait, wait until it's painted up, though. You'll see your concerns are unnecessary. Uh, oh! No. Brilliant. No. You, know, I just, you just need to paint them up dark and greasy as if they don't, they're not taken seriously enough. So oh, yeah. No, but no, we're no, no. <laughs> Like that. That's like that. sinister. Yeah, if, that was, that. if that was painted dark and gritty and taken completely seriously... Mm. <laughs> That'd be the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. I mean, it's no more insane than a lot of the other stuff in the 40k universe, let's face it. That's true. <laughs> Look at the tiny, tiny carrot rounds. Tiny carrot bullets. <gasps> I mean, I'm all for that. Oh, why not? Yes. Seems in the grim color. darkness of the far future, there is only warrants. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Oh, you absolute legend. Brilliant. <laughs> Techno Viking as well. Have a quick oh. look at that. Uh, Carrots for the carrot god. There is the techno viking. <laughs> oh, that's fab! I can see the re- I can see that why because he's hmm. doing the point. He's doing the point. Where's the actual off? techno viking miniature though, based on the actual guy from the video? But I would not be surprised. Not interesting as that. Uh, and also some World War Two esque things, and a horde army that nobody cares about because nobody cares about that. But have to have a wee look. The witch here. That's great. You know, 
That's what we're here for. That's awesome. Quality, quality stuff like that. What was written? There was something written on the back of the sword scabbard for the the, the sheath. Oh no! It, it was just it was just um, it was just the just cross work. stitching. Yeah, I thought they'd written that something is. like for the silver and the steel sword or something, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Right, I really like that. Yeah. Oh, he's been bitten by a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> It's all gone wrong. <laughs> Ten points, whoever comes up with a punny name of Geralt of Rivia with a bunny in it. <laughs> Just hear the cogs wheeling. <laughs> and, and Russian bunnies with an armored car. For Rob Reds. I think your choice has really beaten us all here. Glorious. Look, carrot bayonet. Carrot bayonet. They're fantastic. I'll make you see in the dark. Inhale. (laughs) (laughs) Come the revolution. Yeah, um, so obviously the war rabbit bit is the most important I mean, not part. just one. Yeah, it, 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 tops, yeah. it gets topped and tailed by what I'm going to say is more traditional fantasy things based on Warcraft. You know, if you want to have griffin riders and crossbowmen and blah, blah, blahs. But uh, but why have a griffin rider when you can have... Space marine rabbits. An entire army of space rabbits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, that's... Unleash that's the myxomatosis bomb. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> but there you go, Andre Andrev oh, on my mini factory, uh, or brilliant War Rabbit Forty Thousand. Yeah. Oh, that's enough of that. We've almost spent our load on my mini factories three uh, D mm. printing. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot more in there, including obviously those Christmas decorations and the wicker basket. Which Back unfortunately, we didn't have time to really delve into. Oh that. no, yeah. not this way. Not time. Uh, so to finish off this week's show. As always, we're going to dive into a couple of Kickstarters. Mm. Uh, one of which isn't a Kickstarter. Very true. Wow. Uh, so where are we going, Ben? Uh, so the first of these comes from Black Sight Studio, who we've looked at in the past uh, for a variety of different things. Uh, they create some really awesome sci-fi stuff and all sorts of weird and wonderful bits and bobs that you can use in your games. They also do Don't Look Back, which is that awesome mm. horror game that comes with the VHS cases, which mm-hmm. I think is really really cool. And it's actually um, supplied over here in the, the UK and the EU as well right now, which is, wow. which is nice. But one of their games is uh, the one that's up on their fundraiser at the moment, which is Black Sight Backroom, which mm-hmm. is called Violent Dark. Mm-hmm. Now, this used to be called Anomaly uh, a couple of months back when it was in sort of its testing phase, but it has now become Violent Dark. So this is a skirmish-based sci-fi game that has heavy, let's say, alien influences mm-hmm. uh, throughout most of its design. Um, it's got all of those kind of like industrial sci-fi themes and that kind of thing. And that aesthetic is applied to all of the 38 to 38 to 382 millimeter mil models, the 32 millimeter miniatures that you get in the game. Violent Dark itself is a cooperative and or head-to-head experience that you play on the tabletop. So mm-hmm. you can play it just as a cooperative game where everybody's controlling all of the crew and you're trying to survive against the various creatures that lay light out there in the darkness. 
Or you can switch things around and make, make it a head-to-head game where one person controls all of the aliens trying to hunt you down and then everyone else is playing as the crew members trying to run away and escape from the weird, strange aliens in the darkness. Mm-hmm. This actual backroom sort of fundraiser then is designed to not only fund the creation of the um, the starter set, which you can see in the top of the image there, mm-hmm. uh, but also a range of additional miniatures and accessories and all kinds of bits and pieces that can be used to enhance your games of Violent Dark. Um, one of the cool things about this is that it only needs about three to five miniatures per side to play, and then, of course, you've got the aliens. But then all of this takes place on a two-by-two two space on the tabletop. Yeah. So... You get stuff like that terrain pack that we were looking at before, mm-hmm. and you essentially are done when it comes to what you need to play the game, yeah. more or less, nice. which I think is really, really cool. Uh, and as Jerry was sharing off there as well, they've done a whole bunch of expansion packs and all sorts of different things as well. Um, so you have rogue synth and AIs and that kind of thing too, to kind of more heavily imply that alien influence mm-hmm. that they have so drawn on. Oh, uh, we, so we can heavily imply that to the <laughs> to the, the moon and back in a minute mm-hmm. um, when we have a look at the STLs. It's interesting because obviously it's their own their own website. They haven't gone to Kickstarter per se. Um, as you said, this will be coming out anyway, even if nobody backed yes. it. Uh, yeah. So by backing it, you get essentially a pre-order discount and also it helps them expand where they're going. Um, so if you want to get your hands on a set of ship cats, then, you you know, that's something you can do, uh, including there's obviously a bonus one if you order the main set that's stretching out. I was thinking of using cats as blips. I don't know what the mechanics are like, but, you know, just having cats move around and go, is it just a cat making the noise? Or is it an actual fact? Or is it an actual fact a big, scary alien thing? Um, But apart from the physical components, which do look pretty neato, Mm -hmm. uh, there is also additional both uh, nice. miniatures and STLs. Yeah. And here's where you really start to see some things that may be familiar to people. <laughs> so, for example, a couple of androids. So not David and, and certainly not Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because I, I, I always get him and Ash mixed up. It's because it's old age kicking in. But yeah, Ash so, is often an adventure. I, I, uh, <laughs> Ash was spaced, I think, for yeah. his own good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the miniatures themselves are really nice, and I've the always suits been, are amazing. I lo- I love yeah, those. I've been fascinated by don't look back as a system anyway, and and leaning into that horror slasher genre from the eighties. Mm. Um, so I imagine this, in the cooperative sense, will be something similar to that but taking industrial sci-fi instead yeah yeah and i mean those are awesome and then there's these digital things that people digitally do mm-hmm. so i mean the medium yeah. of printings one of the things with with black site is that uh shipping is a little bit of an issue mm. at times so you can get around that by instead basically getting your hands on the stl stuff and print and printing that off at home because right, digital files cost nothing to send. So, yeah. So, Look, yeah. It's one of my two dads. Greg, <laughs> Ev- Greg Evergan was right to stay at home. Well done, Greg. <laughs> you didn't get eaten by a space worm. <sighs> Lieutenant Ellie and the survivor. Again, mm. they ring a bell. I can't imagine why. No. Oh, that is a lovely little miniature, though. It's adorable with the severed head of a doll. Yeah. And, that, and that's where you paint that as an actual 
head of head some of child, child. <laughs> and the survivor is actually the killer That's how, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, people thought they were playing um was it violent dark and it's the actually, whole time it's actually yeah. don't look back yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh newt showed up oh my god <laughs> yeah you know, people, it's got a lot going for it you guys yeah. have got a lot of practice painting seven heads from games workshop models hmm. that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a set of space truckers again for oh, anybody that's... of a certain age that makes sense, including the most important member of the crew. Another cat. Everybody loves the cat. Everybody loves the cat. I really like the suits. I, I love. I want more of those suits because those would be awesome in like Stargrave mm. or something. Mm. I love the idea of clanking around in those, uh, investigating like, like some to, ship or something. But, yeah. I'd like. I'd like to print one out, but I'd like to scale it up just to see how the detail works. As you being, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, because yeah. we that kind of thing is very popular in in like the likes of tested and stuff like that where they build big resin miniatures and just really odd looking sci-fi stuff so yeah. got cricket pads on they don't have time <laughs> to play cricket in space <laughs> gravity must work very different it's leg before wicket but they've actually taken my leg ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 but yeah uh fascinating set of miniatures interesting to see what they do and where they go in the future mm -hmm. i mean it's a relatively self-contained thing at the moment yeah um when you look at it there's there's not a huge amount beyond the the initial sort of aliens and colonists mm -hmm. but as we've seen with don't look back the sky's the limit really they could go anywhere mm -hmm. uh, they want yeah. Um, and it doesn't just have to be the big gribbly aliens. They could have all sorts of weird and wacky things added in in time. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes and uh, and how it ends up. You'll have 17 days left. Like I say, they were producing this anyway, so we don't have to say it's already funded. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing they're looking for is, you know, if they get more support, they'll be able to uh, sort of expand the the plans for the violent dark universe and range in the future maybe add Ooh. a few more cats it's 16 days isn't it because we're one day extra in the future aren't we fast oh 16 sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a number of days left there's a number of days left on <laughs> insert that. number of days left there we go yeah two weeks <laughs> if you're watching this you can go and you can go yeah, back it now. yeah. It's essentially open. yeah <laughs> And the last, but by mm. no means least, mm. is the rise of the halflings. Yes. Uh, so the halflings have been a little bit of a zeitgeist thing at the moment mm. with, with, with Mantic Games, putting together some lovely miniatures for uh, mm. Kings of War and stuff. Mm. But printable scenery have teamed up with the one and only Johnny Fraser Allen, who everyone will remember from Hagglethorn Hollow and the Tabletop Troubadours. Mm. Amazing terrain. So he has conceptualized the terrain that you see here. Uh, there are two sort of elements to the terrain. Uh, there are There is sort of like the Warlock's Abode, which is that kind of sort of amazing stonework buildings that you see on the left of this image, and mm -hmm. now they're right in the middle, mm -hmm. uh, with the gatehouse and everything like that. So a really awesome, magical city that has perhaps been dreamt into life by the Warlock himself. Then you also have the Halfling Village, now, it's a little bit different from your typical kind of halfling um, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, 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 your halfling village or, or, or settlement. Mm. Because instead of them being in little holes in the ground, they're actually up in those really awesome treetop yeah. uh, sort of um, houses and stuff. I thought this was brilliant and very much in that kind of vein of Fraser Allen's work, where he kind of takes something and then sort of puts a little twist on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that it has been beautifully realised uh, by the folks at uh, Printable Scenery as well. Um, in addition to the two different types of scenery, um, which are obviously sort of like the city and then the, the forest stuff, You've also then got a set of miniatures as well. Uh, so all of the halflings are going to be available in either 28 millimeter or you can get them as 70 millimeter um, miniatures. I should note all of this is STL based, by the way. This is all digital. Uh, it may in the future become physical in some realm, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's all STL for the moment. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you can get the 28 mil miniatures for the halflings, as you, as you see there. There's also a few additional bits and pieces. So you've got the massive um, uh, the great worm, which is that dragon creature. There it is. Uh, it looks very, very awesome indeed. Some proud-looking beast that has then been at attached to the Arcaniacal bile extractor, which sounds horrifying. Um, but, um, yeah. There's also loads of additional characters that have been unlocked through um, stretch goals and add-ons and all kinds of things like that, because obviously this is a printable scenery campaign and they always do incredibly well. Um, I should note as well that printable scenery, as we've talked about in the past when we've covered their Kickstarters and stuff and, uh, and talked with the, the, the group at printable scenery, all, all their stuff's amazing and incredibly high quality, all done so that it's very easy to print as well. Uh, and there is a big community behind them as well that has been working on this stuff for a very, very long time. As you can see, started in 2013, which is which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, I should note as well that um, one of the nice things they've done with this is that they've obviously they've worked alongside Fraser Allen and within the, the company to create almost like a growing narrative for this. Um, so the idea is this is going to be step one or chapter one of a larger exploration of uh, this kind of reign in arcane or reign of arcane. Um, range basically mm -hmm. so they're starting off with the warlock and, and the halflings and they're telling a little bit of a story about the great warlock and what this mysterious man is what he's been doing why he gave all this help to the halflings and saved them from the great worm what's in the depths of his city and nice. then they're going to be taking that and expanding it so i'm hopefully gonna we're gonna see lots of additional stuff coming up with elves and orcs and humans and goblins and all sorts of different things in the future uh, uh, as well so so yeah you've got the the combined talents of fraser allen and his amazing artwork with the expert um 3d design uh, expertise of printable scenery coming together to create Amazing. a rather impressive looking section of STL files for you to oh. print off at home and have fun with. So, yeah. So. Interesting for people who want to play Ewoks in Star Wars yeah. Legion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Ewoks are coming next year. Ewoks are coming. No, they've, like been, they, they've been announced for Legion. So <laughs> they're coming next year. There will be Ewoks. So, treehouse, treehouse based terrain for your board will be uh, very much at a premium. I imagine when they launch. I was I was also I also noticed with the um, the the kind of the, the warlock city <laughs> that a lot of it actually oddly it looks a lot like Shadar. Is it Shadar Logan? Logor? Mm. It's Logan in uh, in uh, the Wheel of uh, Time series. Arundel. Yeah, it looks a lot like that. Yes. And I was like, imagine if you painted this in grayscale, mm. how impressive that would look as a sort of like dark and forbidding for foreboding city for you to yeah. dive into. So. There's some weird and wacky stuff in there. 
Yeah. And a lot of stuff that's still to be unlocked. And yeah. based on previous uh, campaigns they've run, I imagine most of it will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. me. So, uh, yeah, so uh, this campaign, fully funded, as you might imagine. Uh, lots of things to, to still dive into, as Jerry was saying there. At the time you're watching this, we'll have 13 days left on this campaign. Mm. And if you're interested in some of their previous stuff, they have all of that available as well. So there's all of the printable scenery collections that you might two. ever want as alongside the Hagglethorn Hollow stuff, which was kind of revamped and changed for 3D printing by printable scenery mm. for Johnny Fraser Island. So you can see where they're kind of like met, meshed together, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Fantastic looking bits of kit. And always good to have more halfling stuff for uh, yeah. Kings of War. Indeed. <laughs> say. I've got I've got three halfling armies. <laughs> Three. That's not one big one. That's three very distinct different <laughs> halfling armies. Oh. So, yeah. That's my way, apparently. But yeah, if you want to dive in on that, 13 days, fill your boots, get ready for Ewoks. I suppose because it's 3D as well, uh, you can scale it up to Legion's 32 plus. 32-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scaling. So you're, you know, you'll probably need to do that anyway. But that's enough for this week, I feel. I feel, you know, we've done more than enough for you. You can go away now. But if you fancy coming back, we'll be here on Sunday morning for our XLBS, where the Cult of Games uh, subscribers get to dive in and see what nonsense we're talking about, our hobby and their hobby. Uh, If you're not already a member of the Cult, you could join us. Join us. For 30 days with a free trial. Uh, See what you can find lurking about in the back darkly lit areas of the cult of games uh, and we will return next friday uh, for more of the same in between then don't forget to hit the like button and comment below if you want to win a copy of Warcry red harvest but until then bye-bye go ahead and check out our other content on screen now and while you're at it why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.